0: You're listening to a podcast from Victory. What does it mean to have faith to be delivered? Learn from the life of Jehoshaphat in week 1 of Dare to Believe. We are starting a new series in a new year and a new you, okay? And I hope that you're excited because at the end of the series, as we study ordinary men and women of the Bible, we will uh, understand that they exemplify audacious faith. Say the word audacious. Faith that is daring, okay? That will take anything and will always desire for more because our faith is never dependent on what we want but who God is. At the end of the day, faith is faith when we are what passionate about our relationship with God. We want to have the courage this year to step out of our comfort zone And overcome the challenges of life and have the boldness to believe God for greater things. So if there's something right before your eyes and right before you that is a bit impossible, this is God's year for you and this is God's year of favor. And I believe that as we take the risk that we will have the audacity to trust God for greater things. Thus, this series is all about audacious faith. What is audacious faith? And how we exercise This kind of faith. The word audacious means is that somebody who's fearless and daring and somebody who's bold and courageous. Faith is a complete trust on someone based on the relationship that you have with that person. Faith is never just about willpower or the desire to concentrate so that you can have a loud voice to convince God of what you want. Remember the reason why you trust God because you know God. And the reason why you trust God because you know that He knows you. Would that be fine? And similarly, when it comes to my marriage, the reason why I trust my wife and she trusts me unconditionally. Some of you here, okay, uh, are not convinced, okay? She trusts me, of course, because we are growing towards a relationship. And thus, for the past 10 years, we believe that it was by the grace of God that she would forgive me and love me. And I would love her in return as well. And I know we uh, have our own limitations, but at the end of the day, it is the. Lord, that brings us together. Thus, it is important that more than just coming to church and uh, enjoying our gathering, that on your own you have your personal walk with God. You cannot attach your relationship with God with the rest of the crowd in this room. At the end of the day, this is not a religion, but a personalized, customized relationship with God. It is between you and God. And this year, your relationship with, with God will grow, will mature, will develop. Amen. That you're not just familiar of who God is because of your wife. Or your husband. That you have a customized, personalized relationship with the Lord. Thus, you're growing in faith in who God is. And I've been asking this question. How can I trust God if I don't have a relationship with God? This is why every Sunday we invite people to come to know the Lord. Because we don't want you to just what? Trust God because we told you to do so. That you start with a relationship with the Lord. Thus, you can have and you can have the faith to trust Him. And we know that in the Garden of Eden, do you understand? Where Adam and Eve sin against God, the relationship and the trust that they they have for one another was severed. Okay, And thus, that was the start of a downhill spiral journey of men that He went out of the garden. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, that He died for our sins, we went back into the garden. Isn't it amazing? That we can trust God because He first loved us. Thus, we can love Him in return. Am I correct? This is why today... You can dare and challenge God because you're not just somebody from a distance trusting God. You are a child of God. Amen. That this year as we pray and fast as a preview of what is about to come, the next 52 weeks will be challenging, will be exciting. We will have challenges that will come our way. And some of you here might possibly give up, but by the grace of God, you will not. Because at the end of the day, our 2016 will be decided based on how we have grown in our relationship with God. So if you're here right now, you want promotions, you want another wife, (laughs) that's not good, okay? Okay, you you just don't have a choice but to bear with that one and pray for your wife. Okay, You you want another career, you want to start a business, you want to start another venture. Before you ask for New Year's resolution, I hope that you have decided in your heart that more than anything else, I want to know God more. Fasting is not just asking God For what you want and what you like. Fasting is not just asking God for what His hands can give. But fasting, more than just what God can provide, is that we want to know the provider. More than just what His hands can give, we want His face. Amen. This is why audacious faith is something immovable and unstoppable. Okay? Because it is anchored on who Christ is. So the more you get to know God, the more that your and our lives are influenced. So remember this, more than what do we want this year, that we want God to bless our lives, is that you have to ask yourself, do I really want to know God? Because at the end of the day, it is by the grace of God that we can know Him and know Him in a personal way. So this time of prayer and fasting, I hope, okay, that yes, we want something from God. But Lord, one thing I know, that I want to come into a place where I can say, Christ is enough for me. And when you tap into that understanding that I know God and I love Him, and I want to grow in His love before you know it, as you seek God and His righteousness, everything is added unto you. Amen? So today we will talk about Jehoshaphat. Okay? And this is very important that this year as we go through the challenges of life, that we will have the faith that though the world at times is up against us, we have the possibility to bounce back and keep moving forward. There will be challenges that will come our way. But every single day and every step of the way, we can be delivered from whatever is preventing us. A week from now, we'll talk about Joshua, okay, the son of Nun, okay, that he has the faith to declare Okay, What he wants and what he wants to possess. In week three, we'll talk about Caleb. Okay. The, probably the friend of Joshua. And whose desire is that I want to conquer the things that God wants me to conquer. But four weeks from now, we'll talk about Head's daughter. Some of you are not familiar with who this person is. But there was an account in the Bible where they claim what is theirs. This is important because there are a lot of things that God has prepared for all of us. My question with you right now, if you know God, will you not take it? Will you not receive it? Will you not claim it? And five weeks from now, we'll talk about David's mighty man and the faith to serve. If your relationship with God is intact, there is no other way. And not just to come every single day. Uh, in the presence of God and be invited in our Sunday gathering but you will uh, go out of your way because in serving you will mature and grow in your walk with God. This is one of the best ways to know your God and to, ser- uh, to grow in, His re- in your relationship with Him and thus serving is one of the best venues of how you can possibly grow in your understanding of God. So what is faith? Faith is not just what? Just like what they mentioned a mental ascent where you think that you know faith and you know how to define faith, you have faith. Faith is not willpower. Faith is not just concentration. Faith is not just what religion you represent. Faith is never dependent on faith. Faith is dependent on your relationship with God. So I want to encourage you. I want to admonish you okay, to grow in your walk with God. Because the day will come that you will be challenged, provoked, and you will have problems left and right. But because your relationship with God is consistent, You can, okay? You can face it square in the eye and move forward. Amen. So this year, how many of you here are excited that God is for us and He's not against us? Amen. That we can start right and we can be excited of what the Lord has in store for us. Can we give God the glory for that? Amen. My warning to all of us, if you're not cautious, okay, of how you you start your year and you're not careful, there's a tendency that you will start your 2016, okay, that okay, that you'll be dependent on yourself. And for the past few months or for the past few years, if, if you're a type of person that you're so positive about your year and you're in faith about what is about to come and, and, and down the road after writing your New Year's resolution that you want to lose weight, after two weeks you're frustrated because you, you don't see it happening and, and thus because you're frustrated you you would rather eat okay and increase horizontally okay i did not say fat that's the kind of instruction or 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 advice i want to give you that you can't do things all by yourself there's a tendency that you want you 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 get depressed and be frustrated because left to your own devices without god everything will fall apart amen This is why before we start our year, we want to start with a five-day prayer and fasting because we want to invite and include God in our situation. Without God, everything is impossible. So before we start our year and before we dream of what is about to come, God, I want to start with you. Remember, the Bible starts in the beginning. God. Our year has to start with God. Because if you don't start your year with God, the tendency is that you will grow in pride and fear. Your year is about what I'm capable of and what I'm afraid of. The reason why a lot of us are in trouble last year because of these things. Because of what you're afraid of. Thus, you make a decision. Or because I'm capable. Just believe in yourself. But you know that. You have witnessed it up close and personal. It fell apart. Do you understand? So we don't want to do this. We want to distance ourselves from pride. Though momentarily, Okay, we can say that Indeed, I have what it takes to handle my situation. You know you can't handle your situation. You need God in your life. The problem is that last year God was the last option. We pray and fast when things doesn't go our way. We read our Bible. How many of you here, when you have a problem, when you are in a situation where you just don't understand, you begin to walk in religiosity. Did you open your Bible? How many of you here? When you're frustrated with your spouse or your partner, you begin to to, to grow in intimacy with the Lord. It's too late, my friend. It's too late to take vitamin C when you're sick. Do you understand? This is why it's a journey. So I want to caution all of you that at the end of the day, there's a tendency for us to take everything into our own hands. But the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen audacious faith is daring and fearless trust in god and his word so for the past few days if you go to church because of what god can provide you have a problem it's like entering a in a relationship because the other party can provide for what you want do you understand that's not relationship at all the reason why you are in a relationship not because you want to take something but because you want to give something And Christ has proven by giving His life to us. Thus, we can say we love God because He first loved us. Do you understand? This is why we can trust God with all audacity and believe in His promises because He can be trusted. My question with you right now, before we start our 52 weeks, what will you do and what will you dream of if you know god is with you because in fact the the passage that we will read in second chronicles chapter 20 and i want you to revisit this chapter because this will help you so for the next few weeks i hope that you will read this passage and with that question i did ask you what will you do if you know god is with you will you desire for greater things will you dream for great things Will you trust God for a new business venture? Will you trust God for instantaneous healing for a family member? And this is what this chapter is all about. The name of the king is King Jehoshaphat. And most of the articles related to what I have read is that the whole message of his life is that he understood that God is with him. Remember our uh, message last month, the Christmas message, that God is Emmanuel, he is with us. Now, I want to bring it further. If you will take a closer look at the life of this man, he knows his God. That's the only thing okay, that you need this year. You know God and God will not fail you. My question with you right now, whether in good times or bad times, will you be consistent in knowing God? In fact, even as a pastor, it is my desire that I will pray like crazy okay, and read the word as if it's my last day. That's the only thing you need. Yes, I have nothing against New Year's resolution. Magiging mabait na ako. Hindi na ako mananakit. Hindi na ako mag-uuwi ng sa paper clips. These are, these are things, or cop and bond. These are things that we desire. We want to do what is right. But if you don't invite and include God in your situation, everything will only run for two weeks. You understand? I'll be nice to my husband. Okay? I will come home early. Doing what is right is good, but if you don't know the motivation, why you're doing what you're doing, you're missing the point. So the reason why the voice of confidence and the reason why Jehoshaphat is so confident because he knows his God. He has a relationship with God. Are we ready? Chapter 20, verse 1. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites and with them some of the Mionites, including the Mosquitobites. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Come against Jehoshaphat for... Battle in verse 2 Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and behold, they are in Hazazon Tamar. Say Hazazon. I don't even know where this is, but, but I love it. Okay, in verse 3, Then Jehoshaphat was ap- afraid and set his face to seek the Lord. Remember, he's a powerful king. Why seek the Lord? Okay, let me continue and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord from all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord, God of our fathers. Are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might that none is able to withstand you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and give It forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. And they have lived in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name. Saying, if disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine will stand before this house and before you. For your name is in this house. And cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save But our eyes are on you. This is our prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Before we start the year, we have a slogan, a motto, or somewhat of a moniker that our eyes is on God. This is how we will succeed this year. Our eyes is not on what we have and what we possess, but on God. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you that you've given us the audacity to trust you, that in the midst of God, of challenges that will come our way. And we know that there are things that we might not possibly contain that might threaten our faith and our lives. And yet, Lord God, we know that you will not leave us nor forsake us. I pray that each and every person in this room will allow themselves, Lord God, to see you in a different way. I pray that they will see only you and only you alone. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you look at the whole story, there is this threat that's coming into the uh, kingdom of 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 jehoshaphat in judah and thus the possibility of freaking out and saying that i need to find ways in order to fight my enemies is valid and we are like that how many of you here last year when you're in trouble and things doesn't go your way you freak out right that instead of trusting god and praying and seeking god's face is that we would create our own devices to solve the problem am i correct but this year, we will not wait for prayer and fasting. We will pray and fast for the first week of the year because we know that according to our strength and our abilities, we don't have what it takes. Amen. But we know that as we seek and fast and seek the face of God, that though things might not go our way, we will be confident that He who began a good work will complete it. Amen. This is why when our eyes are set on Christ, we will have the audacity and the audacious faith okay, to rely on the promises of God. And if you see right here, Jehoshaphat, though he's a powerful king, and he knows that God is for him, he did not organize an army. Nowhere in the Bible where he went out of his way, gathered his generals to prepare for the war. First thing that he did was what is important to him. My question with you for the past few months, have you observed yourself that when you're in trouble, you freak out? Therefore, you don't know God. Because if you know God, the first reaction is, Lord, I don't know what is wrong with my situation, but I'd rather do this with you. I don't have a perfect marriage, but the first thing, when we have a fight with my wife, though it's hard to pray with her because of at times the challenges in our relationship, but we choose to pray. Because we're not against each other. We're against what the enemy has hailed upon us that we're in this together and we want to invite God in our situation. So if you're here right now, there are a lot of things, okay, that's just right before you. That you don't have the strength to overcome. Remember, there's no other way but to pray and cry out before God. This is what you need this year. That we will have the audacity no matter how hard the situation is. That in a flick of a finger, you will say, God, I know you have spoken promises in your word. And I will not give up. Because I know it's not over until it's over. I do pray that we will have that faith. In verse 3, Then Jehoshaphat was afraid. He was also afraid. And set his face to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. This is valid. That No matter how you're intimate and how uh, consistent you are in coming to this church, there are things that will freak you out in the future. But the beauty of this is that you're not doing it alone. God is holding you by the hand. I want you right now to imagine, as we start the year, you're not doing life alone. God is holding you by the hand. This is what a relationship with God does. That in our first reaction, there's no other way but to turn to God. And if you look at here in verse 5, And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? He was in a situation that he's limited of. He is in a situation where probably he doesn't have a solution. But you know what when you are in trouble i want to admonish and advise you that you proclaim who god is ladies and gentlemen this is what jehoshaphat did but you know what when you're discouraged you isolate yourself that is one of the uh, uh, really the, the trap of the enemy that when you feel bad and you're depressed and you're oppressed you do things on your way that you just be with yourself that's not how to go about it when you have a situation that is totally impossible. You raise your hand and worship God. At the end of the day, you just need a song. And some of you here are conscious that my, my voice should be tuned. Okay? God's not looking for tuned voices, but tuned heart. Remember that. But please don't volunteer for the music team. We need people with good voices. Good? Okay? We need more people in the ushering team. Okay? And you can greet them by singing, good morning, good morning, good morning. But, but not in the music team. Okay? But when it comes to this... It is important that we declare who God is in our situation. In verse 6, And said, O oh, Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might that none is able to withstand you. He did not react. And some of us here, we react to situations. The reason why you got into a lot of troubles last year because every time you see something, Lord, ano ba naman to? Last year, walang no boyfriend. Now, there no is boyfriend. I'm about to die. Wala pa rin, Lord. I'm becoming more of a dinosaur. Uh, and I've been living in this planet for 300 years. I just want somebody to hug me. You want somebody to hug you, just hug yourself. I'm telling you right now, that's the best thing you can do. Tawag po self-service. Murapa. Have you tried hugging yourself? If you need love, just hug yourself. I love you. Oh nga, naman you, you can do that. And you will appreciate it. Napakasarap pala, Panginoon. Mahali ng sariling-sarili. Do you understand? So, this year, okay? That's not who will define you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel? He he just proclaimed who God is and give it forever the descendants of Abraham, your friend, and they have lived in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name saying, okay? He said everything after that. It is not just about what God did, but who God is. Or... He declared who God is and what God did. Some of us, when we are in trouble, we can't even open our mouth. We can't even declare who God is. The reason why you're declaring who God is and what He did, just to remind you that God will be faithful and He will continue to be faithful. Amen. So no matter what is happening in your life, God is faithful. It will not change. You're faithless. God is faithful. You easily give up, God will not give up on you. That's the kind of God that we have. Saying, if disaster come upon us, Saying, if disaster come upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Jehoshaphat is simply saying, your name is on this house. This is not my fight, this is also your fight. 2016 is not your fight, it is the fight of our great God, amen. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. He will fight for us. And I have seen this through the years. I've mentioned this, in fact, about two weeks ago. If you mess with my son, I've got two boys, two girls. Though it's a kiddie fight, usually I take it personally. Not usually, I'm lying. Always. Do you understand? It's a kiddie fight. But I don't know for what reason why I'm influenced with that kiddie fight. After about an hour, they will patch things up. But in my heart, I want to look for the father of that kid. If he's big, I want to befriend him. If he's small, this is a good fight. Do you understand? So I hope you do understand more than just what you will receive this year is that we're anchored in who God is and what He did. Our goal this year as we pray and fast is not to twist the arm of God. Lord, just give me a, a boyfriend. And the response of God, He is in kids' church. You know, Wait for him. <laughs> no. Will you trust God? But of course, okay, people like us, we we, we fast, we come to God because we want something from God. But I hope more than what we want from God and the promise of God is that we will grow in our understanding of the promise keeper. That our faith is anchored in the provider and the creator more than his provision and his creation. The object of fasting is not just what God can do but who he is. So if you're here right now and the definition of your relationship with God because God has been a great provider, I love God. It's easy to to love God if you're blessed financially. If you have 13th month, 14th month, 15th month bonuses, I just love Jesus. Jesus. It's easy to love God when you're promoted and blessed. I'm telling you right now, hallelujah, praise the Lord. You are good. It's easy to worship God when things are doing well in your life. But I'm telling you right now, Worship and faith is perfected when things don't go your way. I want you to understand one thing. What if, even though you are in trouble, and you don't have the capacity to trust God, but you will set it in your heart, that, Lord, I don't understand. I will obey you. I will obey you like crazy. I've done this, and have done this time and time and again, and I have uh, done this according to my own intelligence, and I don't see the results of what I want for the first time. Can you try God's way? This year, you will do it. This is why you have to grow in your understanding of who God. Because in verse 18, then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. How can you worship when you're in trouble? And I'm telling you right now, worship is a way to fight the lies in your mind. So the more you worship God, this year, some of you here you feel sick and you just agree with the devil that you're sick. No, you worship God. Because in the presence of God, no amount of sickness can stand. When you have lies left and right, and over and over again for the past few years, you have repetitive sins. And you're saying, Lord, I'm giving up, I'm turning my back. Lord, I can't break free from this routine of sinning against God, I'm not consistent. Can you just tell the Lord, I just want to be consistent in my walk with you. I am handing my life over to you. This is what Jehoshaphat did. When he was about to throw the towel and and give up, he fell face down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord, and the Levites of the Kohathites and the Korahites, I don't know if mosquito bites are still part of this, stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Now, don't get this passage wrong. A loud voice is not a confirmation that you are a man of faith. Do you understand? A lot of pastors, even if you go here, and people are worshiping, and we, 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 we worship God in a loud voice, and no matter what we will say here in front, you don't understand, but you still say yes. Once in a while, right? You understand that. But and, and, and you feel like Okay, that's the kind of faith that I want. The faith the pastor has. That's not the the kind of faith we're talking about. Even if you speak with a loud voice or not at all, it is not about your voice. It's about the relationship behind the voice. You can shout, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, boyfriend. (laughs) It will not amount to anything. Do you understand? In Jesus' name, change my husband. And I just declare devil come out of that person. Do you understand? <laughs> and you can, you can do that. But if you don't know the voice behind that authority, it will never amount to anything. This year you will know that voice. This year will grow to understand and listen to that voice. So more than the promise of God, the reason why you have audacious faith, because it is in fact an opportunity that you will respond in praise. This is what happened to Jehoshaphat. Because more than just about his understanding that I need to worship uh, God uh, even if things doesn't go my way, Okay, He knows one thing. That the subject of faith, say the word faith. Faith is a subject, right? Okay, Just like any other subject. The, the, the subject of faith is always dependent on what? On the object of faith. So I want to ask all of you, if you do really know faith, are you growing in faith? Because there is no finish line in knowing God. It is an everyday thing. You can't exhaust who God is. There is no lifetime to get to know God, but every single day we will try our best to get to know God. So the reason why you have faith because you know the object of your faith. You know that you do understand faith because the object of your faith is Jesus Christ. Nothing more, nothing less. And we know that God will never fail us. He's consistent and constant. So if your question right now is that pastor, there are a lot of things I'm asking God last year. How come? Okay. He did not grant my request. If you know that your relationship with Jesus Christ is enough, and all of these things are just added bonuses, you will not feel bad. But the reason why you feel bad, because you are in a relationship for the taking. You know people that are maturing the relationship with God? Okay, that when you text okay, the love of your life, you're expecting for the person to return the message and text you back. Yes, I have nothing against with, with that kind of relationship, but I hope... That you're not just out there okay, to get something from the other party. I know it's valid that the other party should respond because that's proper. But you should not feel bad. You should think that probably he's busy and he's in trouble. There's a reason why he or she can't text back. That's the kind of relationship we need to develop. And our relationship with God has to mature. If God did not provide for what we want, we will not feel bad. Because we have God in our lives. That's enough. Amen. I hope that you're rejoicing that though you don't have everything in this world and nothing in this world can give you the satisfaction you're searching and looking for. Only in Christ. If you have Christ in your life, I'm telling you right now, all of this are just added bonuses. If you don't have Christ and everything is provided, you will not walk in security and stability. You will still desire for more. Just like what Pastor Ariel, in fact, has mentioned two months ago, how much is enough? It will never be enough if you don't have Christ. This is why audacious faith, okay, Trust and relies on the promise of God and responds in praise. And lastly, audacious faith releases God's power. It is my prayer that when you worship God and grow in intimacy with the Lord, you will witness up close and personal that God has the capacity and the power to turn your situation upside down. So if you're telling me right now, so the power of God is dependent on me based on how much faith I have, you're missing the point. There are a lot of accounts in the Bible that even an individual doesn't have faith, God provided for what he or she wants. No, again, the question is, if God knows my needs and my wants, and He knows what I desire, can't He provide without me praying, without me trusting Him? The reason why you know that God will provide and you choose to pray and fast, you choose to seek the face of God, because this is not just about what He can provide and what you can get. It is dependent on a relationship. My wife loves me so much. So much. I'm telling you, so much. And I love her, well, so much as well. <laughs> and if I know I love her, should I stop in that, in that moment and, and that, that relationship that we have? Or do I cultivate that relationship? This is important. Because I entered this relationship that I have with my wife, not because of what I can get. I entered in this relationship because I want her. Some of us, we enter And we include ourselves in a relationship because of what we can benefit. Remember, Jesus Christ pursued us. And one thing I know, He can't benefit from me. But He opted for me. I'm telling you right now, the person beside you, whether you like it or not, is a sinner. And he's ugly. Yeah. All of us, in the eyes of of man, because we're marred with sin, but in Christ Jesus, He has seen our ugly parts and opted to stay. I do pray that you will see people as well as beautiful and awesome. Not because they're beautiful and awesome. You see them as awesome because God is awesome. We see things from the lenses of Christ. This is why. You will witness the power of God in verse 22 of the same chapter. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab Ammon Seer, who had come against Judah. It was God who orchestrated the without lifting a finger. Isn't it amazing? In fact, you don't have to lift a finger when it comes to the challenges that will come your way. God will orchestrate. God will fix that situation. Your job is to know God. Yes, it's okay to pray. In fact, how many of you here, you're waiting for a breakthrough? Raise your hand. You're waiting. Only seven. Thank you, Lord. You're waiting for a breakthrough. Raise your hand. When you're waiting for a breakthrough, it's not always the what. It's never the what. It's always the who. So when when you're waiting for something, God is simply stalling it, not because God doesn't want to bless you or provide for you. The reason why God is stalling, because God is simply saying, let's work on this relationship. Because... I find it ironic that you love me because of what I can provide. When you're waiting for something, it's always the who and never the what. This is why for the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. They fought and they died. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. It was them and it was God who orchestrated everything. You know what Jehoshaphat and his armies did? They watched from a certain distance and witnessed what God can do in your situation. I want to forewarn all of you. At times, because we're so impatient, we involve ourselves in our situation. My prayer is that you be still and know who God is. Because you don't have to lift a finger. Remember, He's not just a God. He's not just a King. He's a Father. Everything that I do in life, even before I go up stage and I end this week, I would always think of my wife and my children. I'm thinking of my son. I'm thinking of my daughter. I'm thinking of what's in store for them. Will it be a great breakfast tomorrow, a great lunch tomorrow? What kind of vacation this coming uh, summer will they have? I am busy not buying what I want. If you become a parent someday, that's the kind of life you will have because you love them. I'm telling you right now, God is busy thinking of your welfare. I hope you do understand that. So if you're doubting the capacity of God, you're getting it all wrong. Your relationship with God is not growing. In fact, to grow your relationship with God, it takes God's involvement. You will not grow your relationship with God without the intervention of God. So if you desire to grow in your relationship with God, ask God, Lord, I want to grow in my relationship with you. Because one thing that we need to develop this year is that we will have the audacious faith and the audacity to approach God anytime, anywhere. With no noon break. That we don't have to talk to the secretary of God. Can you set me an appointment with my father 3 p.m. Thursday? You can approach. My son would bang at the door and Dad, I need to come in. Usually he doesn't. He doesn't do that. He would just open the door and tell Dad, I want a sports car. <laughs> yeah. And that was the end of everything. Do you understand? <laughs> I can't explain. It. I'm a pastor. You can't have that. Do you understand? But but my point is that's that's not the point, because. For once, my son told me, you're my biological father. You're limited. I have a father in heaven who's limitless. That I'm asking him of my sports car someday. Hello. Parents, don't limit your children. If you think that the reason why they succeed because you're earning so much, remember, they're loan to us, loan, pinahiram lang po sila ng Panginoon sa atin. So if you care for them, how much our Father in heaven. So if you're here right now, you have a great Father in heaven. Though at times our our biological Father has failed us, our Father in heaven will not fail us. Amen. So I do pray that this year we will have a daring faith, an audacious faith that anytime, anywhere we can approach God. In fact, a pastor from New York said by the name of Tim Keller, the only person who dares wake up a king at 3 a.m. for a glass of water is his own child we have that access so my question with you right now will you set an appointment with god or bang the doors of heaven every day that i don't need any appointment with god i want to go straight to god i don't have to call his secretary i don't have to approach him dad can you book me thursday 3 p.m my son doesn't do that to me dad are you busy i was preparing my, my 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 messages for the past two weeks and my son and my daughter approached me dad can we play outside? Play? I told them, yes. I, I, can, I can stop this and be with you. Because it is my joy as a father to be with them. Tonight, invite them in my room and we will have some time together. It's, it's, it's exciting. They can access me. So church this year, you can access God. And He's always readily available for all of us. Audacious faith on who God is and His Word makes the impossible possible. Hebrews 12 verse 1 Therefore, since we are surrounded by so uh, great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder, the author, and perfecter of our faith. Whatever God has started this week, I want you to be excited this year and the coming months and the next year because whatever the Lord has started he will be the one to complete it this is why it pays to trust the nature of God more than what he can bless us with ladies and gentlemen we can say this year 2016 bring it on because greater is he that is in me that he that is in the world. we we'll just bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you for this year. And the year that was. You've been so good. You've been so faithful. You have been so loving. But today, Lord God, it's another year. And Lord, if somebody here is hopeless. Discouraged. Of what the future in, has in store for us. That though, Lord God, we are positive And we're in faith. Of what the future holds for us. But there is this ounce of fear in our hearts if you are the person right now. I want you to raise your hand. Let me pray for you. If you're the person right now, you're saying, God, I don't know what the future holds for me, but I am convinced that you're the perfecter and the author of my faith. I want you to raise your hand as high as you can. Lord, I pray for these hands that are lifted high. Secure them. That they're not fighting alone. They have you by your side. Today, I pray that you confirm in their hearts that it is not just their fight. It is your fight. That you are not just a God, you're a Father. That, Lord God, we will have the audacity to trust you for greater things because we have 24-7 access and you will not leave us nor forsake us. You can put down your hands. I want to invite everybody in this room to raise their hands. We will dedicate our lives to the Lord before we start the year. Lord, we are dedicating our lives to you. We offer our lives. Lord, and we're saying, Lord, this is not just my fight. In fact, I want you to tell the Lord, I am... I am letting go of that steering wheel lord i'm sitting on the passenger seat and i'm inviting you to take control of the wheel lord i want you to take control of my life that you're the lord of 2016. you're the god of my 2016. you're the provider of my 2016. you are the promoter of my 2016. you will be my director for 2016. you will be my coach for 2016. you will be an awesome god of my 2016. 2016 is for you and for you alone. Lord, my 2016 will give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord, 2016 is for you and for you alone. You can put down your hands as we continue to bow our heads and close our eyes. And you're saying, I want to start with God. I want to trust God with my life this year. You can only do that to trust God if your relationship with God is intact. If you have invited Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. So if you want to trust God, the start of this is by inviting Jesus into your life, into your situation. You are starting the year right as you invite Jesus. So if you want God, to walk and journey with you. Invite Him into your life. If you want to invite Jesus into your life, I want you to pray this prayer after me. A simple prayer where you will invite Him into your life and into your situation. I want you to just repeat this after me with the help of our leader. Say this after me. Jesus, I invite you into my life. I want to start all over again. And I repent from all known sins and give me the faith to trust you for great things. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory